Welcome to episode 74 of the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. Bobtober continues in this episode with a horror trivia episode. Yes, this time we're going to do one round of vampire movie and TV show related trivia, one round of witch and witchcraft movie and TV show related trivia, and a final round of witchy TV show related trivia. Lots of trivia. Yes, very exciting stuff. The contestants in this trivia contest episode are the good folks of the This Podcast is Haunted podcast. Three very awesome people, Kate and Jen, who are the hosts of the podcast, and their editor, Danny, who I believe loves Star Wars as much as I do. That's a very admirable trait in anyone in my book, so uh, good job, Danny. Definitely good job. Let me say, I did have a fucking blast recording the trivia part of this episode with Kate, Jen, and Danny. They're all truly great, fun, very smart people. We talked for a long, long time about all kinds of stuff while we were recording this. Mostly it was stuff we have in common, which is pretty much everything. They're into all the rad kind of spooky and creepy stuff that I'm into and so much more. I'm so glad I did ask them to come on a Bobcast and do this trivia thing because everything went so great. Hopefully sometime in the future we'll team up for something else. Excellent people, excellent time. Check out This Podcast is Haunted. It should be available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search This Podcast is Haunted, and there you go. They've got episodes about circuses and clowns. That's some pretty creepy shit, right? Yeah, it definitely is. They've got interviews with people kind of about the creepier side of history, ghost story episodes. They've got an episode all about hotels from Stephen King books and stories. So much more. Check out This Podcast is Haunted. You'll be glad you did. Speaking of podcasts, I'm going to get this out of the way at the very beginning. I kind of need your help with a couple things. Do me a favor, if you can, please rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. It's really important to me right now, especially the more reviews and ratings I have, the better the Bobcast will kind of be looked at by people that I need to have see this as something kind of good, if you know what I mean. So please... I don't want to beg. I really don't want to beg. Just leave a rating and even write a short review for me if you can, wherever you listen to this podcast. It would help me out so much. It'll only take a couple minutes of your time. I would really appreciate it. And I know I always say this shit at the very end of the podcast, but I definitely could use this help from you. I figured you might be paying a little bit more attention to what I'm saying at the very beginning. Yeah, right. Okay. Also, I wanted to say this. I'm going to have a Patreon up soon, a Patreon account that's kind of tied to the Bobcast. I'll be doing at least one Patreon kind of exclusive episode per month that you have to be a member of the Patreon thing to listen to, which I kind of hate to do, but I kind of need to do it. There's going to be kind of a merch special that you can only get by becoming a Patreon, that kind of thing. Please sign up for it when it's up if you can. It's going to be super cheap. And it will definitely help my unemployed ass out quite a bit if you can help. I would really appreciate it. Now, that's enough begging. Let's get all this begging bullshit out of the way and talk about what's going on in this episode real quick before we get to it. The music of this episode is going to be two songs about vampires. Okay, that's good. Yeah, we're going to talk about vampires a little bit. There's going to be one song that's kind of sort of about witches in some ways. Okay, that's good, too. Now, the first song that's going to come up here in a tiny bit is the song She's My Vampire Girl by the Groovy Ghoulies. Yes, the Groovy Ghoulies. Great. 
Then you're going to hear a song called Vampire Girl Prefers Me Alive by the band J Church. Yes, the legendary J Church. Don't Burn the Witch, Burn the Rich by Oi Polloi. And I'll tell you, I can very much stand behind that sentiment, especially these days, for sure. That song will be up at the end of round two and before the final round. The last song in the episode is very exciting for me. It's a War on Women song. It's off their brand new record that's it's not even out yet. It won't be out until the end of October. It's a brand new fucking War on Women song, and it's called Wonderful Hell. I just mentioned that record won't be out till the end of October. It's coming out digitally on October 30th of 2020, about three weeks from the release of this episode. Then the actual physical release of the record will be on November 13th of 2020. This brand new War on Women record is brought to us by Bridge Nine Records, and I absolutely cannot fucking wait for this record. Seriously. Halloween this year is looking pretty good. There may not be trick-or-treating, or maybe there will be. I think we're going to do like a leave a bowl of candy out in the driveway kind of thing and hang back. Uh, so it is happening in some ways. But yeah, Halloween's looking up. A new War on Women record? The day before Halloween? Holy shit. The Bobtober stuff going on on the Bobcast all month, that's going to culminate in a Halloween special, which is probably going to be the history of witches and witchcraft. Yes, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be very exciting. I'm super excited for it. I mean, everything else in the world, especially in the United States, sucks so fucking bad right now. It truly does. But but on the positive side, at least we do have a new War on Women record coming out, and Bobtober's going on. And we do have each other. I meant, I wanted to say that we have each other. We do have that. And that's a lot. I love you. I love you too, Bob. Okay, thanks. All right, thank you. The last thing before we get to a song and the first round of the trivia is... Fear of the episode. Yes, the Bobtober beer of the episode this week is the Turd Ferguson Imperial Brown Ale by Plan 9 Ale House. This is a 7.7% alcohol by volume brown ale. That's a little hefty in the uh, old ABV department, right? Let's give it a try and see what this beer is all about. Hmm, I would say, okay, I really love brown ales. I really do. Like Newcastle's a brown ale, for example... Newcastle's a lightweight in the brown ale department, but it's brown ales are good. They're a little bit kind of earthy, nutty, sweet in some ways. This has a little bite to it. And oh yeah, it's fucking good. I'm going to have another drink actually. Yeah, that's oh dude. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, plan 9 knocking it straight out of the ballpark unlike San Diego's Padres who can't play baseball for shit or something. I don't know. I don't even watch baseball. I don't even know why I use that analogy. I really could give two shits about baseball. And I apologize if you do like baseball. I just don't really care. So how can you get your claws on this Plan 9 Alehouse beer? This You can go to Plan 9 Alehouse. They're located at 155 East Grand Avenue in downtown Escondido, California. You could also give Plan 9 Alehouse a call at 760-489-8817. Or visit Plan 9 Alehouse on the web at www.plan9alehouse.com. 
Check out Plan 9 Alehouse for the best beer, food, and records. Yes, music, vinyl type of records in North San Diego County, California, United States, Earth. Yes, fantastic place. Get in there. Get some of that Plan 9 Alehouse wholesome goodness in your life today. Well, here we go. A few words from one of this episode's sponsors, Sticker Junkie, then the song She's My Vampire Girl by the Groovy Ghoulies, then on to the trivia. Stay tuned. With Halloween right around the corner, I'd like to present an alternative to buying candy for trick-or-treaters this year. Why not go to www.stickerjunkie.com and have some custom Halloween stickers made this year? Putrid pumpkins, scary skeletons, grinning ghouls, you name it. If you can think it, Sticker Junkie can take your idea and turn it into a beautiful, high-quality sticker. Halloween-themed or not, you won't ever get tricked when you order custom stickers from Sticker Junkie as these thick vinyl and durable gloss laminate stickers are of the highest quality and are made here in the USA. With seven years plus of outdoor life, the stickers from Sticker Junkie are sure to last for many Halloweens to come. And did I mention the best part? Right now, if you order from Sticker Junkie, simply use the code HALLOWEEN at checkout for 10% off of your order or the code HAUNTED for $10 off of your order. That's right. No tricks, only treats at Sticker Junkie. But don't delay. This deal is only good until 11.59 p.m. on Halloween night, October 31st of 2020. Don't let this one creep past you. Go to www.stickerjunkie.com and start the spooky sticker project of your nightmares today. She 
I'd like to welcome the good folks of the This Podcast is Haunted podcast to the I Want to Party with Bob Horror Trivia Challenge, the Bob Tober edition. This episode's contestants are Kate, Jen, and Danny. Welcome to the Bob Tober Trivia Challenge. Thank you for coming on. So glad to be here. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, we're going to cover two genres of horror, TV shows and movies in this challenge, vampire and witch and or witchcraft-themed properties. Here's how the challenge works. There are 10 questions about vampire-related TV shows and movies in round one, and those questions are worth five points each. Round two is 10 questions about witch and witchcraft-related TV shows and movies, and those questions are worth 10 points each. Round three of the challenge is the final round. It is one question worth 20 points, and it's going to be related to witches on TV in some way. When you know the answer to the question, simply buzz in and answer the question. Here are your buzzer assignments. Kate, this is your buzzer. I have the count. Okay, the count. Ah, ah, ah. I couldn't get the ah, 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 unfortunately, but uh, that'll have to do. Uh, Jen, I love it. <laughs> Jen, this is your buzzer. I am Dracula. Okay, I am Dracula. <laughs> okay, and Danny, this is your buzzer. Yeah, getting, <laughs> getting a little witchcrafty on us over there, Danny. Love it. <laughs> All right. These are a little fitting because I think mine was the Sesame Street count, right? Oh, mm-hmm. yes, indeed. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, if I had gotten the ah, 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 you probably would have caught it. But Oh, man. <laughs> Muppets are my favorite. So right. you actually, like, having never met you before, you just totally nailed us. Good. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. The winner of the challenge wins one Super 7 reaction figure of their choice. As long as that choice is the Rancid, Motorhead, or Megadeth figure, the prize was provided to us by the finest record shop in the Central California region, Ragin' Records of Fresno, California. Are you ready for round one, my wonderful contestants? Yeah. So ready. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Round one, vampire TV show and movie-related questions. Question number one, the 1931 film Dracula established the image of vampires in popular culture as tuxedo and cape-wearing, pale-skinned, regal, and charming-appearing, though menacing creatures of the night. Slicked-back hair and a thick European accent are two clues you could be in the presence of a vampire, or you could just be in a disco in Romania. Either way, what is the name of the actor who portrayed Dracula in this film, setting the stage for countless Bad vampire impressions at Halloween parties ever since. Countless. Bella Lugosi. Mm. It was Bella Lugosi. Just watched that the other day. Question number two. The 1922 film Nosferatu a symphony of horror, or in German, Nosferatu eine Symphony das Grounds. Which is scarier, the film or my German accent? Uh, Don't answer that. Anyway, the film Nosferatu is loosely based on the novel Dracula, written by Bram Stoker in 1897. However, some of the characters' names were changed in the movie to avoid copyright entanglements with Bram Stoker's estate. Noting that fact that the names were changed to protect the innocent. 
What is the name of the vampire count in the movie Nosferatu? This one is multiple choice. Is it A, Count Dracula, the name did not change? Is it B, Count Von Schreck? Or is it C, Count Orlock? I am the Count. It's his, the character is named Count Orlock, but he's played by Von Schreck in real life, who lit kind of like a strangely connected character to like I want to tell stories about it now. <laughs> you are correct. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites. Question number three. This kick-ass vampire-human hybrid started out as a comic book character in issue number 10 of the Tomb of Dracula series in July of 1973. Since then, the character has had many adventures, including a feature film in the year 1998, whose star should probably talk to Donald fucking Trump about real consequences for tax evasion. The, char <laughs> the character's name is Eric Brooks, though you'll probably know him by his nickname and also the name of the 1998 film. What is his name? Blade. Blade it is. Good job, Danny. Question number four. Let's pay a visit to Collinsport, Maine, to talk about another vampire that has been featured in TV, movie, comic, book, audio drama, and other formats throughout the life of the franchise. The soap opera series Dark Shadows is the name of the franchise, which first began airing weekdays in the year 1966. What I'm looking for here is the name of the vampire character that brought major success to the show when he first appeared <laughs> 10 months after the series began. I am the Count. Barnabas. Uncle Barnabas. Barnabas. And what was his last name? Ooh, uh, Collinswood. Col uh, Barnabas Collinswood. So it was like this name of the town, too, in the canning factory. Close enough. Barnabas Collins was the full name. There we go. I'll give that yeah. to you. I will definitely give that to you. So Thank you for that, Grace. <laughs> you got you it. That <laughs> All right. Question number five. When you think of vampires, do you think of Sweden? Well, it is a dark and gloomy country, at least in the depths of winter, when Stockholm only sees five and a half hours of sunlight a day. That's kind of the perfect climate for a vampire, I would say. This 2008 movie is labeled a Swedish romantic horror film by Wikipedia, which is pretty accurate. The story is about a 12-year-old boy named Oscar who meets and befriends a vampire child named Ellie, who is his new neighbor. Oscar is a victim of bullying throughout the movie. It's sometimes hard to watch, but don't let that discourage you from catching this one. All I'm going to say is revenge can be brutal and sweet. Name this very critically acclaimed Swedish vampire movie for me, please. I am the Count. Uh, you want the Swedish version with the subtitles called Let the Right One In. Bingo, Kate. Okay. Question number six. 
Speaking of vampires from outside of the United States of America, of foreign vampires, well, whatever, the 2014 movie in this franchise featured some vampiric roommates and their antics around Wellington, New Zealand. The vampire versus werewolf rivalry in the film was a high point for me. The TV series does take us to the good old USA, Staten Island to be exact, and features four vampiric roommates, three traditional vampires, and one energy vampire named Colin Robinson. What's an energy vampire? You'll have to watch the show, which I'm hoping one of the contestants has. As the question is, name the movie and the show for me, please. The name is the same for both. I am Dracula. It is, of course, what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows, indeed. (laughs) Question number seven. I did mention werewolves versus vampires in that last question, right? Well, this franchise does have a sort of vampire and werewolf rivalry thing going on, I think. I'm not a fan, though millions of people around the world would disagree with my loathing of this series of books and then movies. The books were released between 2005 and 2008, four of them in all. The movies were released between 2008 and 2012, five of them in all. And the films have grossed over $3.3 billion worldwide. Holy shit. These vampires sparkle in sunlight. And apparently they can have children. Uh, Name this book and movie Sparkly Empire for me, please. Uh, what is Twilight? What is Twilight? What is yes. Twilight? Thank you for answering in the form of a question. question. Yes. Had to. <laughs> question number eight. Now, here's a movie about teenage vampires I can relate to. This movie starts off strong with a shirtless, oiled up, and ponytailed saxophonist prancing and singing and just personifying sex on the beach at the very beginning of the movie. The beach town in which the story takes place is called Santa Carla, but in the real world was primarily filmed in Santa Cruz, California. Another similarity to reality in the film, the vampire hunting frog brothers in this movie weren't brothers in real life, but they could have been. They were the Corys, inseparable friends in real life during the 1980s that could have passed for brothers. Do vampires cast shadows? You could dial a friend and ask Peter Pan. He might know. Name this movie for me, please. I am the Count. It's got to be the Lost Boys. Very early key for Sutherland. Indeed, it is the Lost Boys. Yes, you got it. All right, question number nine. We're going back to a vampire movie that was based on a book. This movie is part of a franchise of hugely popular novels. The first book and the namesake of this movie in question was released in 1976 initially. Several books later, in 1994, a movie was released based on that first novel of this vampire series. The author of the series was very upset initially at the casting of one of the main characters, but later said that the actor made the character work on screen in ways she could not have foreseen. 
The filming of this movie took part largely in New Orleans, the city in which the author of the series oftentimes places her stories. Name the movie for me, please. I have the count. So the author is Anne Rice. The first book is Interview with a Vampire from the Interview with the Vampire Chronicles or those Stat Chronicles. You got it. It was called, yeah, the movie was just Interview with a Vampire, right? Yeah, Yeah. you got it. Question number 10. This 1992 film is considered by some to be the most faithful adaptation of Bram Stoker's 1987 novel, Dracula. I guess that's why they decided to name the movie Bram Stoker's Dracula. There are some things in this movie that stray from the course of the source material uh, quite a bit, in fact, but it is a pretty good movie. I have my issues with the movie, but it's okay. The portrayals of Van Helsing, Renfield, and Dracula himself in the movie, I thought were pretty well done by the actors in their roles. My question for you is this. Name any two of the actors and their respective role in this Francis Ford Coppola sensual vampire saga. Any two actors from the movie and the character they portrayed is what I'm looking for. I am Dracula. Okay. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, Gary Oldman is Dracula, right? Yes, you got that. Okay. I know Winona Ryder is in it. Yes. But I don't remember the character name. Hmm. (laughs) Huh? Jesus. You have COVID, Kate? Mina. What's her face? <laughs> I'll accept it. Thank you. I'll accept it. All right, let me tally up round one. All right, Kate had one, two, three, four, five correct for 25 points. Jen, you have 10 points, two questions correct. And Danny came in with three questions correct, and that is 15 points. So Kate is definitely in the lead. Walking in a dream is the hardest thing to do. Oh, oh. 
All right, here we go with round two, witch and witchcraft-related TV shows and movies. Question number one, have you ever been lost in the woods? Heather, Michael, and Joshua got lost in the woods, and all that was found of them was the film footage of their strange journey, plus some sticks tied together in a roughly humanoid shape. This 1999 found footage film was a huge success, even though theaters nationwide were flooded with complaints of motion sickness from the shaky camera action that makes up the movie. Name the movie for me, please. I am Dracula. Uh, it's the Blair Witch Project, and yes, I also got motion sickness. It's terrible, but I also love the movie, so I don't know. what. You got it, Jen. Yes, <laughs> right on. Yep. Question number two. On October 31st, 1993, a trio of witches were resurrected in Salem, Massachusetts by a boy named Max who lit the black flame candle, bringing these three witchly sisters back to cackling children chasing life. You see, these witches were hung to death back on Halloween of 1693, but a curse ensured the witches could return to life if a virgin lit the black flame candle during a full moon on All Hallows Eve. Return they did. Hilarity ensued. The good people did win in the end. Or did they? The question here is, what was the name of this trio of tittering witches? Bonus points if you know their first names as well. I am the Count. So these are the Sanderson sisters. Yes. Uh, they are Winifred, Mary, and Sarah Sanderson. Boom. Good job, Kate. Good job. Question number three. We're off to see the wizard. Or uh, witches in this case, 1939's The Wizard of Oz is considered one of the greatest films of all time, a cinematic masterpiece, yada yada. In the film, there are three witches present at some point. One good, two bad. The good witch is Glinda, the good witch of the South. What I'm looking for here are the names of the two bad or evil witches one was the witch that Dorothy's house crushed to death when she arrived in Oz, and her sister, the other witch, who swore revenge on Dorothy for stealing her flattened sister's ruby slippers. What are the names of the two evil witches in the Wizard of Oz movie? I am Dracula. The Wicked Witch of the East and the West, isn't it? It is the Wicked Witch okay. of the East and the Wicked Witch of the West. Yes, good job, Jen. Question number four. Susie Banyan enrolls in a prestigious dance school located in Germany in this 1977 film and 2018 remake. This is not your average dance academy. Murder and Magic are on the class schedule along with How to Perfectly Pirouette. When witches are in charge of the curriculum, madness and murderous mayhem will surely be on the final exams. 
Name this nightmarish film for me, please. And there were, the original was 77. The remake was 2018. Suspiria? It is Suspiria, oh, Danny. Ooh. Good job. Very good. Question number five. Back to school with this question. Sarah Bailey starts at a new school and meets a group of girls who believe Sarah's strange abilities make her a perfect fit to complete their coven. Spells are cast, which result in unwelcome consequences, as well as infighting between the group of teenage witches. In the end, most of the girls lose their powers, all except Sarah. Yes, Sarah, the bringer of lightning, Name this 1996 wickedly witchy movie for me, please. I am the count. The craft. It is indeed the craft. Yes, Kate. Question number six. Another group of witches are involved in this question. This time, we're talking about three unhappy women that live in Rhode Island and meet weekly to talk about men. This movie was released in the year 1987, so the culturally outdated kind of girls' club references might be partially forgiven? I don't know. Regardless, a strange man comes to town in the form of Daryl Van Horn, who enters into an interesting relationship with the three women, which eventually brings to light the fact that the ladies have magical witch-like powers. When Daryl uses the witch's power to cause harm to the town busybody, they turn on him and eventually vanquish the devilish Daryl. Name this diabolically delightful film for me, please. I am the Count! It's the Witches of Eastwick. Oh, Kate, the Witches of Eastwick, it is. Question number seven. The Vavitch, or Witch, is a dark and dreary 2015 film that finally teaches us laypeople how witches actually learn how to fly. Do not try this at home. Definitely applies in this case, I would say. The movie follows the decline of a family of Puritans in 1630s New England, from their exile to the outskirts of a mysterious forest to the eventual end of the family unit. Who caused the destruction of this family group? Why don't we ask the family goat? We'll need a proper introduction to the goat, so can you please tell me the name of this deliciously devilish and deal-making farm animal? And it is multiple choice. Is it A, Black Thomas? Is it B, Black Philip? Or is it C, Dark Daryl? I am Dracula. It's B, Black Philip. It is, it is B, Black Philip. Question number eight The Conjuring, a 2013 paranormal powerhouse of a film tells the story of the Perrin family and their struggle against unseen and angry supernatural forces. You see, the spirit of a baby-killing witch named Bathsheba Sherman has cursed the house the Perrins now reside in. This witch killed her own child, 
then committed suicide immediately after the act, cursing anyone who would take her land. So, shortly after the parents move in, this spirit possesses the matriarch of the family, who then attempts to kill a couple of her own children. But... To the rescue comes this married couple, these two supernatural sleuths. That is the question here. What is the name of the demonologist and paranormal researching power couple who saved the day in The Conjuring? I am Dracula. Uh, that would be Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, we Indeed. covered this uh, show, or we covered this movie on our podcast, so I, I feel very strongly about it. <laughs> <laughs> Question number nine. As we near the end of the challenge, let's lighten things up a bit and talk about a silly but still very spooky movie. In this movie about witches, called simply The Witches, a young boy named Luke is given his father's lightsaber and, oh, hang on, wrong story, Wait. wrong Luke. This Luke, <laughs> this, <laughs> this was all this lightsaber. Okay, anyway. All right, this Luke is warned to watch out for witches by his grandmother. These witches hate children, apparently, one reason being that kids smell like dog poop to the witches. The story goes something like this. A group of witches meet at a hotel near the sea in England. Luke is there and gets turned into a mouse. Most of the witches get turned into mice themselves, then stomped to death by the hotel staff and guests. The end. What I'd like to know from you for this one is, the leader of the witches is titled the Grand High Witch, and the name of the character is Ava Ernst. What is the name of the actor that portrayed her royal witchiness in that movie? I have the count. Do you want the older version, which is Angelica Houston, or do you want the upcoming version, which is going to be Anne Hathaway? The older yeah. version, and you are correct, Kate. Yes. Question number 10, the last question of this round. The movie in question here is part of a larger franchise that is very popular, especially this time of year. This movie was the least liked and had the lowest box office numbers when compared to any other movie in the series. One of the reasons for this was the departure of the series' main protagonist, Mr. Michael Myers, the star of the Halloween series of films. Which film in this series was minus Michael Myers and featured witchcraft and microchip killing technology in Halloween masks? Now here's a hint. The masks were made by Silver Shamrock Novelties, who intended on ushering in a new era of witchcraft by killing a bunch of kids on Halloween with these Stonehenge and computer chip-powered Halloween masks. What is the name of the movie, and what is the number in the series of the Halloween movies, or a bonus point, if you don't mind? I have the count. I, I can take a guess. I don't know the title. It's like Halloween, like All Hallows Eve or something. Is it number four? That like it goes off the rail? It is oh, not number four. No, it is not number four. <laughs> so 
I had a friend in school who was obsessed with the Halloween series and had a weird thing for Jamie Lee Curtis, but Time of the Witch or like You're close. Season of the Witch uh, or something. Uh, I will take that. I will take that. Oh, well, thank season you. Season of the Witch. It is what what number of the Halloween movies? What because it was called Halloween Blank Season of the Witch. You don't have to. You already got it. I'm gonna get I'm I'm definitely giving that to uh, you. Maybe. Nope. It was Halloween three season of ah, the witch. Really? Halloween three. Let's tally it up. I got Kate with four answers correct, which is forty points. I got Jen with four answers right, which is also forty points. And I have Danny oh. with two answers right, which is twenty points. So Kate is in the lead with sixty-five points. Okay, Jen is right behind Kate with 50 points and Danny Danny you are behind with 35 points that's okay the last question is worth 20 points so Danny is out but that's okay you can snatch victory from the grips of one of your two you know partners up here and let's see who this is gonna go to if Danny comes in it could be an upset Every single full moon, it's the same thing for me and my pals on the bowling team. One minute, I'm staring down the barrel of a perfect game, 300 points, and blammo. The next thing you know, everyone is ripping and tearing their league shirts off. Being a werewolf isn't easy, but let me tell you what is easy. Ordering new custom screen-printed shirts from 3110 Printing. It's so easy, I can even do it in my... Wolf form. Just go to www.3110printing. That's T H I R T Y O N E T E N printing.com and click on the big blue get quote button. You can't miss it. It's like a harvest moon in October. You can also call 3110 printing for a quote at 619 431 6966 or you can visit 3110 printing on Facebook or Instagram. Just search for at 3110 printing. That's 3110 spelled out. 3110 printing makes your custom screen printing job so simple. Whether it's t-shirts and outerwear, face masks, bandanas, 3110 printing is here to help you. Just reach out for a quote today. The Howlin' Wolves bowling team counts on 3110 printing after every full moon for new team shirts. And the pack is always pleased as punch with the service, pricing, and quality of 3110 printing products. Call today.
Final round, the final trivia question of the I Want to Party with Bob, Bob Tober Horror Trivia Special. The final trivia question is multiple choice, and it is this. I'm going to give you the names of three TV series. You need to tell me which one of these TV series does not include a witch as a main or regularly appearing character. Only one of those choices will be correct. And here we go. Is it A, the Munsters? Is it B, the Adams Family? Or is it C, the Groovy Ghoulies? I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say... The Adams Family. No, that's incorrect. That is incorrect. I have the count. I'm pretty sure the grandma in the Adams Family is a witch. Yes. Morticia's supposed to be like a vampire. I don't think there is a witch in the Munsters because the character that was supposed to be the witch is like the normal cousin, right? Yes. So is your answer then the Munsters? Will that be your answer? Because I've never heard of the Groovy Ghoulies. So. Uh. And you are right. correct, Kate. It Total was, dominant. It was. <laughs> the is yes. So on the Adams Family, Grandmama was a witch. The Groovy Ghoulies was a cartoon series that was kind of an offshoot of the Archie comics and the Archie cartoon <laughs> series as well. So there were two witches that were kind of regulars on that show, Hagatha and Sabrina, the teenage witch. Kate, you are the winner of the horror Trivia challenge on Bobtober on the Bobcast. Yes, all the Bobs, all the horror, all the time. Which one of those action figures would you like to have in your possession? Grant is a great band. Kate is the grand prize winner. Thank you so much to all of you for coming on the Trivia Challenge. I had a blast with you guys doing this. Congratulations to Kate. Once again, she knew her stuff. Truly, Kate really, really did impress me. So did Jen and Danny. All the folks from This Podcast is Haunted were the ideal trivia contestants and are ideal people. If I have to be honest here, I'm so glad I met them. They are absolutely rad people. 
Make sure you check out This Podcast is Haunted. It is a great podcast. Do it. I command you. Ah, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I had to throw that ah, uh, ah, uh, ah uh, in the end there. Uh, thank you so much to Kate, Jen, and Danny for appearing on this episode. And thanks to Rage and Records of Fresno, California for providing the Super 7 rancid action figure that was the grand prize. If you do ever happen to be in Fresno, California, please do stop by Rage and Records and check them out. Thank you so much to this episode's sponsors, Sticker Junkie and 3110 Printing. For the best in custom-made stickers, go to www.stickerjunkie.com. And if you need custom screen printing done, t-shirts, bandanas, face masks, you name it, hit up 3110 Printing for all of your custom screen printing needs. Thanks so much to the bands who provided me with music for this episode. The Groovy Ghoulies, J Church, Oi Polloi, and War on Women. You are all my favorite bands forever. War on Women, new record, October 30th, 2020. Get on that, buy that record. That fucking record is going to make all the bullshit we've suffered through in 2020 absolutely worth it. I'm serious. Wait till you hear this new song in a second. It's so goddamn good. Uh, maybe I can work something out with War on Women to do a Halloween night episode live stream of the record or just do the week after Halloween, play the record in its entirety, maybe? We'll see. We'll see. I'll be talking to them, and hopefully something will come of that. I can't wait to hear that whole record, and I cannot wait for you to hear it, too. Lastly, thank you for listening. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review the Bobcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's War on Women with a brand new song called Wonderful Hell. Enjoy. <laughs>